the grief journey continued. How do you actually grieve? If you have experienced intense grief, then you know that it's not as easy as some grief theory that you read, or um, maybe even your family is kind of encouraging you with words like move on, or you know, uh, let it go, find your purpose, like whatever your trigger words are. And maybe your family's trying to be helpful, your friends are trying to be helpful, but you're pushing them away because they don't understand, right? So I personally have experienced intense loss and going through grief right now. I lost a son in a drowning accident in 2005. My son Reggie died in 2016 and my daughter just passed away, not just, it's been a year, December of 2021. I'm Christy Bundekumar, I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner. I run a clinic, I teach mental strength but I realized halfway through the year, a little more than halfway through the year, I had not even started the grieving process for Maya. So I started the 45 days of grief to take care of myself, but to also come out with the purpose of how do we actually grieve? And five selves has, has come to me and it's exactly what I did for the 45 days and I really do believe that it is helpful. So the five selves are self-care, and we have a video on that. Today I'm gonna to be talking about self-regulation. Then the series will continue with uh, your spiritual self, self-improvement, self-movement through processing. And so continue to follow, subscribe, how do we actually process intense grief? How do we find our truth? Uh, today is about self-regulation. And when I started this 45 days of grief, it was like an intense process that I was going to go through in order to like, really initiate and start that grieving process. So I did not go into this 45 days of grief with an agenda. I didn't go in with an agenda to say, oh, the mentally strong method is what you need to grieve. But thankfully, I have been working on myself for 20 years and self-regulation is a big piece of getting better and healing and being able to find your truth. So I created the mentally strong method from just trying to take care of myself over the years of intense stress. My son, Reggie, who died in 2016, was diagnosed with DRPLA in 2008. My daughter started having seizures in 2011, also that same DRPLA. I, had, I was raising seven children, or six children, because we lost Johnny. And so I had to learn how to self-regulate and manage myself before I even had this intense grief. And I often talk about, I've struggled with depression before I had a reason to be depressed, right? You know, I was called an emotional child that I wasn't disciplined. And so thankfully I had 
been working on those attributes of myself for many years. That self-regulation, like you are only in control of two things. And this is the hardest part, right? Like you lost something, someone that it feels unbearable. And you wanted to have control of that. You wanted to save your loved one. You did not want this to happen, right? And so you're like, well, I can't self-regulate. This is not my fault. This happened to me. And that's absolutely true. It happened to you. But we have this false sense of control that we, we're in control of, of everything in our life. And we're really only in control of two things. We're in control of how we spend our energy, where we put our energy, and how we react to what is happening in our life. And if you are processing intense grief right now, and you do have control, and it's, it's hard to understand that. It's hard for many of my patients, as I'm talking about the Mentally Strong Method, for them to believe that they have control. We often take this victim stance, like this has happened to me, there's nothing I can do about it. You can control where you spend your energy. So that's that whole negative versus positive energy that, you know, finding things to be grateful for, finding gratitude, finding joy. But when the grief is so intense, that's actually hard work to find those things, to find the positive because the pain of the negative is so heavy. But that's where you have control. You have control in how you spend and where you spend your energy and how you respond and react to the things that happen to you. There's no such thing as a pain-free life. Everyone experiences pain. Some of us more than others, right? I mean, I honestly thought I lost Johnny in this drowning accident. I was raising all of these children. Um, even when I got this terminal diagnosis for Reggie and Maya, my only biological children, I believed that, well, more bad things can't happen. Like, I've already lost a child. I've, I've you know, all of these other things have happened. Surely, if there is a God, he will protect my children. So, that is, you know, where it just gets all meshed together, right? Grief is about feeling the pain of that loss. And I talk a lot about controlled grief, like taking the time to feel that pain. But even myself, I've been teaching the Mentally Strong Method for three years. I've been doing it on myself for, you know, over 15 and when I was doing my controlled grief in this 45 days of grief, I found myself it, where it's all getting meshed together, right? And so the Mentally Strong Method is about think, organize, choose. Think through your problems. We gotta think through them, but we need to do it quickly. 20, 30 minutes, get it all out on paper. Then we need to organize it. And I have 10 categories where I organize things and that's because I have found in my self-improvement journey that I will read a book 
and I'll be like, oh, this is great. And, but the book is presented like it, it will change your whole life if you just do this one or two, 10 things, right? But mm, it really only helps one or two of these categories. It doesn't actually help everything. And so there's certain things of, around our mental health and our mental strength that need to be processed or dealt with differently. For, grief is, is the obvious. One of the categories is obviously grief. And that's why I talk a lot about controlled grief. But grief often gets enmeshed with other things. Real grief is just feeling that pain and processing it. But what happens is there's other things. There's, there's core connections that started in your childhood. You know, uh, insecurities or beliefs, negative beliefs about your environment. Um, one of mine silly ones is everything why is everything so hard why is everything so difficult that's a core connection probably started in my childhood when I had trouble with academics and those kinds of things and so core connections don't really have to do with your grief but boy when I'm upset and not self-regulating that comes to the surface triggers so many people want to control their triggers. I can't go to the store because I'm triggered. I can't go to this event because I will be triggered. If my friend says this, it's going to trigger me. We have the ability to self-regulate our triggers. And sometimes that means communicating boundaries. But not always. Those are your buttons that they're pushing. And this core connection and triggers kind of work hand in hand. A trigger is pushing a core connection button. Talked about grief, that's its own category because it's treated differently. You can't just positive self-talk your way out of grief. Trauma, being a victim of trauma. And for me and many, I, I would probably say 100% of, of people who have lost a child, that is a trauma response. Okay, that you're going to have a trauma response. Like that is the worst thing that could ever happen to somebody, right? And so there is trauma there. And it actually took me going through this 45 days of grief and seeing my brain scan, which I talk a little bit about in the self-care, that I, I have been through trauma. My son was hospitalized probably 20 times. His femur broke in front of me um, during a seizure. I found my daughter dead. Like these things are trauma, but it gets meshed with the grief. And so we have to separate those things. Oh boy, the negative self-talk. I bet you every single one of you is, you know, doubting yourself, talking negative about yourself. You know, some of the things that I deal with, you know, I, I didn't do enough. I'm not a good mother. I didn't spend enough time. I should have slept with her that night. Like all of these negative talk. So when you read about, oh, think positive, that's, that's the only thing that's gonna help. You've gotta deal with your trauma and process your grief and that pain differently. But you also have to stop talking to yourself negatively. These categories are so important that I will have a video in this series on each one of these 10 categories. Okay, uh, you know, we go on to behaviors and choices. What are you actually doing to help yourself? 
um, anxiety. Oftentimes people say they, they can't control their anxiety. Yes, you can self-regulate your anxiety. Maybe you can't make it go away, but you can self-regulate it. Injustice. I know two people personally, and I know there's thousands out there, that the death of their child or the death of their spouse was a major injustice, a DUI or a murder. Um, you know, that is, that's getting meshed with your grief. In grief, we want to feel the pain and cherish the relationship so that we can find our truth, our purpose, and not get stuck in those injustices. Spiritual conflict, I've had a lot of spiritual conflict, but also a lot of spiritual growth in this process. And we, we have to address your spiritual health and, and those spiritual conflicts. And then lastly is the addiction ca um, category. And this is also kind of addic addicted to negative thoughts, addicted to your rumination. You deserve to be depressed. You're right, you do. But are you addicted to that negative process? Can you stop that? And again, in any of these things that I talk about, I feel like my purpose and my passion is to empower people to do this. But many times that first choice is getting professional help. Okay? So self-regulation is about your mental health. Can you take care of yourself? And if that means professional interventions, do that. I told you in a, a previous video, I sometimes take something for inattention. I also take something for sleep right now. Um, I have taken antidepressants in the past. These are not, it's not one or the other. It's your truth. Finding your truth. What is going to work for you? I believe that we all have it in us to be mentally strong. But we have to be taught how and then we have to practice it and practice it and practice it. So to recap, the five selves, that's self-care, self-regulation, which is what we talked about today. Your spiritual self will be next week, self-improvement through study and self-movement. That's the how we grieve, okay? That is the how we grieve. I believe that you can do this. I can do it. We can do it. I believe that you are mentally strong.